Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. Today I want to minister. You, you notice I'm, I'm just really forcefully just making myself, you know, uh, because I want to shout. I want, I want to... Uh, Man, I want to get on the interstate and, and, and just uh, without a car. Man, I, I'll get a ticket all by myself today. Yeah, the, the, the highway patrol would pull me over and say, man, you're running too fast. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised. That's, that's all I'm saying. We're here because the Lord is good. He's made a way for us because the Lord is good. He, he's put food on the table another week because the Lord is good. He's put clothes on our backs because, you see, the Lord is good. He kept us in our right mind another week, you see, because the Lord is good. He kept, he kept our families together when other families are falling apart. I'm telling you, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord is good, and he's here. And I want to thank him for his presence. Hallelujah. The title of the message today is, The World is Changing. The world has changed, and the world is changing and I thought to myself if I were to give the message today a subtitle I would call it are you watching the parade or are you in the parade are you watching the parade or are you in the I'm talking to you I'm, I'm talking to you are you Watching the parade? Or are you in the parade? And, and, and you, you, know what a, you know what a parade is, right? Yes. Everybody know, know what a parade is, yes? And uh, um, how many of you physically have been to a parade? I mean, it's, it's something to behold. But I thought to myself... That is wonderful. I only see maybe a couple of parades in my lifetime. But I mean, you know, there was such excitement in the air. You know, different things were going by. Bands were marching by. Uh, you know, other things were going by. You know, clowns were going. I mean, it was just so exhilarating and exciting. But you know, I thought as exciting as it was watching the parade. I wonder what it feels like to actually be in the parade. Because when you're watching the parade, you're just a spectator. But when you are in the parade, the spectators are watching you. Who, Jesus. And during this crucial hour, that COVID-19 has placed the whole world in, there are people who are spectators while blessings and prosperity and opportunity are passing them by. But they can't see the opportunity in this crucial hour because they have this habit of just being a spectator. But today, 
while the world is changing. And in this change, there's opportunities. There are opportunities that we've never seen before. Opportunities to be blessed, to be a blessing. Opportunities to start a business. Opportunities to do things that you've never done before. But it's hard to see many times opportunities when you have a mindset of a spectator. And so today, I want to draw us in to the parade to get off the curve, to get out of the stands, to release ourselves from the sideline and get in the parade of what God is doing at this hour. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Somebody said, why, why, preacher, do I need to get in the parade? Because if God did not desire for you to get in the parade, then what's the use in being here if God did not call you and I to make a difference in this life? And all I'm saying that there has to be a different feeling. There has to be a different view. There has to be a different experience being in the parade as opposed to the person who's just simply watching the parade. Come on. With the help of the Holy Ghost, come on with me today and let us get off of the sideline and begin to get in the parade and become involved, a participant in what the Spirit of God is doing at this crucial hour. Oh, God, it's time. It's time for the last to be first. It's time for those who are at the bottom to rise to the top. Good God of mercy. It's time for those who are sick to be healed. Glory to God. It's time for those who are weary and tired. It's time for your strength to be renewed. Oh, God. It's time for those who have been heavy laden and stressed out. It's time for your breakthrough. It's time for the cream, and you are the cream, my brother and my sister. It is time for the cream to rise to the top. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somebody said, well, I'm not there yet. Well, I'm not there yet myself, but I will see you at the top to the glory of almighty God. Hallelujah. Let, let's go to the nuggets. They call me the nugget preacher now. I, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and I go ahead and receive it around the country. They say, that nugget preaching, okay. Uh, if that's good, I'll receive it. Uh, amen. Well, I, since, since you all are calling me the nugget preacher, guess what I'm going to do today? I'm going to give you a whole lot of nuggets. Glo nugget number one, let's go ahead and do this. Nugget number one, it's up to you to create the new normal you want to see. Things are opening up. Businesses are opening up. Stadiums are opening up. Jobs are opening up. Uh, uh, churches are opening up. Things are 
opening. We need to be careful, but they are opening up. And by the mere fact, things that used to be closed that are now going to be open, it affords you an opportunity to create a new normal. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to go back to what was going on in my life before COVID hit. Are you listening to, I mean, I've reevaluated my life. I've reevaluated my calling. I reevaluate my family. I, I reevaluate everything uh, that I can think of that is connected to me. And God, I've, I mean, I've cried out to him, God, are you trying to get my attention to help me to see that there is another way, that there's a better way, there's a more effective way, there's a more prosperous way, there's a more delightful way for me to conduct the rest of my life. And I'm telling you, the Lord began to just to speak to my heart. And if you will open up your heart, he will speak to you as well. Nugget number one, it's up to you. Let's put it up again, please. It's up to you. Nugget number one, please. It is up to you to create the new normal. Who is it up to? It's up to you. We don't like that because that puts responsibility on us. That puts responsibility on us. But that responsibility God put on it. And the reason you need that responsibility because that's part of your development. It's up to you to create the new normal you want to see. Do you want to see something new? Do you want to see something different? Do you want to see something better? Well, then it's up to you to create the new normal that you want to see. Nugget number two, please. Recognize the power that lies within you. Recognize. You're not just some little old anything, insignificant thing. The very positive power of God, the very residue, the very elements of God reside on the inside of you. And it will work. I mean, it'll do wonderful things for you. But the first thing you have to do, you have to recognize that the power of God is on the inside of me. You have to recognize the power of God is on the inside of me. You have to recognize that the power of God is on the inside of you today. Nugget number three. Change can only come when you control what is in your heart. Change can only come when you control what is in your heart. Nugget number four, please. Our expectations play a role in our outcome. Our expectation. I was talking to a young man, uh, uh, an NBA coach last night and uh, had become a little discouraged. He's probably watching the program now. And I began to just to minister to him. And um, after listening to him for a minute, I come to realize that his, that his problem was his expectation. And I had to try to get him to see, and eventually I believe with the help of God, you know, we got a breakthrough. He finally, he finally was able to see that what was manifesting in his life wasn't what he wanted, but it was what he was expecting. And, 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 and what he was expecting wasn't what he wanted. But he had more faith in what he was expecting than he was in what he wanted. And so, I mean, you know, I mean, just one disaster after another disaster after another disaster. And at some point, he couldn't even visualize, he couldn't even see himself breaking through and doing what was really burning in his soul. And by the help of God, I, I believe I helped him to see 
that, man, you've got to change your expectation. But to change your expectation, first you've got to change your heart. And we'll deal with that later. Our expectation plays a vital role in our outcome. Nugget number five, please. Low quality thinking produces low quality of life. Ain't nobody shouting now. But low quality thinking produces low quality of life. And high quality thinking produces high quality of life. That's understandable, yes? And so whatever kind of life you are producing or I am producing or we are producing, it is a direct connection to how we're thinking. Amen? Look at nugget number, what would I want now? Look, number, number six. Nugget number six. Habits of thought will produce their own effects of victory or defeat. Ooh, God. Because of the way that God made you and I, if we dwell on something, meditate on something, long enough, some kind of way, we will draw into our company the variables and the instruments and the things that we need to bring to pass in our lives what we've been dwelling on, even if it's wrong. Are you listening to me? Habits of thought will produce their own effect. Whatever you habitually are meditating or thinking about will be a reality in your life. Glory be to Jesus. Nugget number seven. Boy, they're calling me the nugget man for sure now. Thoughts align fearlessly to purpose becomes a creative force. Man, when, when, I get, when I force my thoughts, when I make my thoughts, when I make my mind, my emotions, and my will, when I make myself dwell, stay focused on my purpose, it creates a force in my life that no demon in hell can stop me from doing what God created me to do and to be. Let's do another nugget. Nugget number eight. You cannot travel within and stand still without. You cannot travel within and then stand still without. Last nugget for today, nugget number nine. You said I was a nugget, man. I agree with you. Nugget number nine. The last nugget. Oh, God, I'm not bold enough to read that this morning, so I'll let you read it. Ready? Read. Spend less time. Come on, read it in your house. Come on, read it out loud. Spend less. I'll go ahead and do it. Spend less time reminiscing. In other words, some of you, it's difficult for you to go forward because you're always hanging around people who are talking about and bringing up your past. When you talk about your past, you're reminiscing. When you talk about how things used to be, you're reminiscing. No, no, I don't, listen, whatever happened in the good old days won't, have, won't help me today. So the only thing we can do about the good old days is talk about it. 
And for the mere fact that we're dwelling on it, it is holding me back for my present and my future. So some of you, you need to break the habit. What did I say? You need to break the habit of always talking about your past. That is reminiscing. And you need to spend more time on meditating and talking about your future. Ooh, Jesus. This is a good word here. Go to Romans chapter number eight. Romans chapter eight. I've given you so many nuggets today. uh, My time is almost gone. (laughs) I should have called this the nugget service. Are you in Romans chapter eight? Are you in Romans chapter eight? I want to back up just for a second and I want to deal with that last nugget. I want to backdoor it because in my spirit, I just I just sense a check. Because there's been people saying, you know, something is holding me back and I can't put my hand on it. I can't put my finger on it. But there's something going on in my life that is causing me to be stuck in the mud. And I'm here to tell you today, sometimes to walk into your future, you have to let some people go who have been in your past. Mm Mm-hmm. And sometimes to walk into your future, you have to release some people who is in your now. Because where you are now is not where you're going and where you're going, they can go. Are you all listening to me? And so it is so vitally important that you release yourself from always reminiscing. I didn't say that it wasn't healthy to think about it sometimes, but to dwell on it can have a negative effect. Because how can you go forward if you're always looking in the rearview mirror? Is is this good? Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Romans 8, verse 37. Hallelujah. Look at verse 37. Look what it says. It says, yet in all these things, we are what? We are yet in all these things, Romans 8, 37. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. One translate the new living, put up the new living. It says, put, up, put back up the new living translation. It says, no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours. In spite of what's going on in the world, in spite of all the negativism and all the doubters and all your enemies and all your haters, the Bible says that yet through all these things, overwhelmingly victory is ours through Christ Jesus who loves us. That's what you need to get a hold of today, that no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter what you said, Jesus Christ still loves you. And because he still loves you today, you can win. And I don't care how dark it looks. I don't care what people are saying. I don't care how many enemies you got around you because Jesus loves you and victory comes through him. I'm here to tell you today that you can still win. Glory to God. 
Hallelujah to Jesus. And I don't know about you, but I'm winning. I'm winning when it looks like I'm not winning. I'm still winning. If you knock me down, I'm winning. Because if you knock me down, I'm going to get up in the name of the Lord. And if you knock me down again, I'm going to get up again. Because in Christ Jesus, I win in every situation. And I'm here to tell you, one of us is going to get tired. And you're going to get tired of knocking me down uh, quicker than I'm going to get tired of getting back home on my feet. Glory to God. So despite all these things, the New Living Translation says, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ. Why? Because he loves us. Listen, change can only come when you, when we control what is in our hearts. And I know when you read that nugget, which was the second nugget, uh, no, it was the third nugget, when you read it, it, Perhaps you didn't get real clarity that that change can only come in my life when I control what is in my heart. Go to Proverbs chapter four real quick. Proverbs chapter four. Oh, my. I'm going to say something may rock your religion. But your success is not predicated on God. Or defeat is not predicated on God. It's predicated on what you do. Jesus has already done everything he's going to do to assure that you have victory. Now you have to enforce the kingdom law. You have to enforce the kingdom mandate for your life so that your life will reflect what Jesus has already done. No, Jesus is not going to heal you. He has already healed you. Jesus is not going to deliver you. He has already delivered you. Jesus is not going to save you. He's already saved you. The price has already been paid. And when you, by faith, grab a hold of the promises of God, then it becomes a reality in your life. Hallelujah to Jesus. Are you in Proverbs chapter 4? Look at verse number 23. Well, back up to verse number 20 so, so you'll understand 23 even more so. It says, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? For they are life, what is life? The word of God. For they are life to those who find them. And what else? And it's health to all their flesh. What is, what is health? What is life? The word of God. Then look at the next verse. It says now, keep your heart. No, no matter what people say, guard your heart. What they say won't destroy you. What you say will. What they think about you won't stop you. What you think about yourself will stop you. So, so, so my son and my daughter, uh, keep your heart, guard your heart with all diligence. Why? For out of it springs the issues of life. For out of your heart flows the issues, come on, 
the issues of life. So the heart is where the issues of life come from. The heart, the heart is the place where the issues of life, where it comes from. Are you listening to me? Your heart is where the issues of life come from. Where does the issues of life come from? It comes from your heart. So what kind of issues do you have? Jesus. I want you to know that that issue that you have is a result of what is flowing from your heart. God. So, so your mind is a reflection of your heart. Your mind is a reflection of your heart. Your words are a reflection of your mind. No, you didn't get that. Your mind is a reflection of your heart. And your words are a reflection of your mind. What you say reveals your thinking. You want to know what somebody's thinking when you get around them? Just be quiet and listen to what they say. Listen to what they talk about. Whatever they're predominantly talking about, that is a reflection of what is predominantly resting in their soul, in their heart. Whatever they've been feeding, that's what's going to come out of them. If they've been feeding on the word, if you're around them for a projected period of time, they'll start talking about the things of God. Or whatever else they've been giving the majority of their attention to. Because out of the heart flows the issues of life. Is this helping anybody at all? I said, is this helping anybody at all? The Bible says, for out of the abundance of the heart, in Matthew, it says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Matthew chapter 12. Jesus said, uh, as a matter of fact, he was dealing with these religious leaders, and he called them, you brood of vipers. Uh, uh, you know, uh, can, 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 can sweet water come out of a, uh, out of a, out of a dead well? Can, 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 can bad water come out of something that's sweet? No, no, no. For out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. So Jesus is saying, if you've got goodness in your heart, goodness will come out of your mouth. So if you've got goodness in your heart, you don't talk about other people. Why? It's not in your heart. Oh, God. And because it's not in your heart, you're guarding your heart. Because, listen, what you allow to come out of your mouth is what, going, is, what is going to produce the issues in your life. Oh, God. I wish somebody would get a hold of this. Let's, let's go to this. For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Whatever is in your heart will determine what you say. You still cussing? You still cussing and blaming it on, you know, you just lost control? No, no, no. You're cussing because it's in there. You're cussing because it's still in there. If it wasn't in there, it couldn't come out of there. Jesus. Oh, God. You see, you can't say something that you don't have. You, you cannot articulate something that you don't know. 
the reason you can say it is because you have it. And if you don't have it, you can't say it. That's why Jesus never said an ill thing toward anybody. Why? It wasn't in him. It wasn't in him. The Bible talks about there was no guile. There was nothing wrong, nothing sour, nothing bad, nothing ungodly on the inside of him. And the way we get that stuff out of us is through the word of God. Ooh, Jesus. Ooh, Jesus. That, that's why studying the Bible, come on, say it with me. Studying the Bible will keep you out of sin. But sin will keep you out of the Bible. Oh, God. Let's, let's go on with this. I'm, I'm, I'm almost finished. Matthew 9. This, this is it. Matthew 9. Issues. Look at this. Matthew chapter 9. Familiar passage of scripture. But, but hopefully you'll see something today. Because if you've got sickness in your body, today is your day to be healed. If there's been demonic activity going on in your family, in your house, or around you, today is your day of deliverance. Look at this. Matthew 9. Are you there? Say amen. Say it loud enough where I can hear you through the camera. Amen. Matthew 9. Look at verse number 20. Matthew 9. Verse n number 20. And look at this. And suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for what? For 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. Now, now wait a minute. Jesus is on his way because Jairus, an administrator, a leader, he had come to Jesus and said, my 12-year-old daughter is dead, but, but if you will come and put your hands on her, I know my daughter will live. And Jesus told the administrator, he said, I'll go with you. And while Jesus is on his way to this administrator's house to put his hands on this man's daughter to be healed, this 12-year-old girl, while Jesus is on his way to see a dead 12-year-old girl, there was a lady in the crowd who had been dealing with an issue for 12 years. And the woman, look at verse number 20. And suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. Here's where I want to go. Verse 21. For she said to herself. Oh God. What did she say? If only I may touch the hem or his garment. I shall be made well. She said. What did she say? If only I may touch the hem of his garment. I will be made well. My time is almost gone, so I got to cut through the chase. The one man had faith for his daughter that if Jesus would touch his daughter, she would live. This woman had faith. 
He don't have to touch me. Could try to mercy. Hallelujah. But if I touch him, as a matter of fact, I don't even have to touch him. I just need to put my hands on his clothes. And I got enough faith that the healing power that is in him is also in his clothes. And if I touch the hem of his garment, I will be made well. So one miracle was with a touch and another miracle was without a touch from Jesus. Now I'm not trying to make an issue about Jesus touching or not touching. The issue is, is where's your faith? One man had faith that if he touched, another person had faith, he don't have to touch me. The centurion said, listen, you don't have to come to my house. Just speak a word only. Good God of mercy. And I'm getting a word today. Pastor Howe doesn't have to come to my house. The preacher don't have to come to my house. Just speak a word today. Just speak a right now word today. Glory to God. And I'm telling you, the word for you today is that Jesus is your healer. Jesus is your deliverer. Jesus is your savior. Jesus is your way maker. Jesus is your all in all. And whatever you need, it's in him. Glory to God. I said, whatever you need, it's in him. I said, whatever you need today, it's, 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 in, it's in him. It's in him. It's in, it's in him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I got excited to jack all this stuff up on me. I'll make, I'll make it right. It's all right. Hallelujah. Glory. I can preach without a mic today. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So here's the point. The woman said, the woman said, she said, I shall, I will be healed. Jesus did not touch her. She touched Jesus. I said, Jesus didn't touch her. But she touched Jesus. You know the story. And when she touched the hem of his garment, Jesus stopped and said, somebody, somebody touched me. The disciples, you know, like us in all their carnality, said, gee, what are you talking about people? There's people everywhere. You know, they're bumping into you. They're bumping into me. I mean, there's a whole lot of bumping going on. What are you talking about somebody touched you? And Jesus said, no, no, no. Somebody touched me. Why? Because virtue went out of me. Good God of mercy. Hallelujah. So, so Jesus was saying somebody got a blessing without an appointment. Oh, God. Somebody took something from me without asking. Good God of mercy. Somebody knew something belonged to them and that they didn't have to ask for it. Just reach out in faith and take it. Glory to God. And somebody need to take their healing today. You need to take your deliverance today. You need to take your family today. You need to take your daughter out of the hands of the devil. Take your son out of the hands of the devil. Just, just take it. Just take it. Just, just take it. You know, I'll start how I finish because the world is changing. Are you watching the parade? 
Or are you in the parade? Proverbs 23, 7, you know, a familiar passage of Scripture, it declares that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And a stagnant mind cannot produce new ideals or a new normal. So today I command your mind to stop being stagnant. I command. I want you to start today, start dreaming big. Now that things are opening up, by the time things open all the way up, I want you to be in a new place, in a new station in life. I want you to dream big. I want you to dream. Can Can I say this? Dreaming gives you permission. Dreaming gives you permission to go to the next dimension. Dreaming gives you permission to go to the next level. And it doesn't cost you anything to dream. God of mercy. I said, God of mercy. We had a nugget that says you cannot travel within. You cannot travel within and stay still without. Is that good? So today, I want you to dream big as I close, and I want you to strive every day to get better, to get better every day. I'm giving you some how-tos now. You know, a lot of times we preach, we, we reveal to people their problems, but we don't always give them the antidote or the, path or the roadmap and how to get out. I'm giving you the roadmap now. Strive to get better and better. When you, when you strive to get better, when you strive to get better, it will create in you a discomfort. When you strive to do better, it will create in you a discomfort. And it may even make people around you uncomfortable. Because they're used to you staying where you are. But when you start dreaming Amen. It gives you vision and it gives you permission to go to the next level. And I'm charging you today to think bigger than what you've been thinking. Glory to God. And I'm charging myself the same thing. As I said, when you start to strive to do better, it will create discomfort. And discomfort pushes you to change your current reality. I'm going to say it one more time. When you strive to get better and better, this creates a discomfort. And discomfort pushes you to change your current realities. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I close. In Matthew chapter 9, it's clear to us that this woman had an issue. What's your issue today? What's your issue? This woman's issue in Matthew 9 is that she had an unnatural blood flow and she had it for 12 long years. What's your issue? Is your issue sickness? Is your issue disease? Is your issue depression, oppression? Is your issue negativism? What's your issue? Ah, is your issue that you've never made Jesus the Savior and Lord of your life? 
What's your issue? It's your issue. Yeah, you're saved, but you've never made him first in your life. What, what's your issue? What's your issue? Is your issue that it seems like every time you make up your mind that you want to study the word of God or you want to spend time with God, something always comes in and steals that time? What's your issue? This woman said, I don't know Jesus and he don't know me, but I do know he has power and I believe in his power and I believe in it so much that he doesn't have to put his hands on me. But if I can just get close enough to touch what he's wearing, I believe that there's enough healing virtue in what is wearing that is flowing out of the essence of who he is, that my body will be made well. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.